Hi everyone and welcome to the This Week in British History podcast. Before we get started, this is an audio version of the YouTube series This Week in British History, which is available on the British History Tours uh, uh, channel. So just to let you know that if you want to watch so that you also get the visuals, there is a link in the show notes on this podcast, which will give you the link to YouTube. But I've also recorded this, so in a way that I hope you can enjoy it fully also as a podcast. All right, let's get started. Hello fellow history lovers, welcome back to my channel. My name is Philippa Lacey Brule from British History Tours and if you love British history then you are definitely in the right place. This series is called This Week in British History and I do a roundup of some of the big events which have happened across time in the British Isles. This week I'm covering events which happened between the 20th and the 26th of April. In this week, we have the death of Henry VII, the first Tudor monarch. We have the birth and death of one of the most famous playwrights of all time, William Shakespeare. We also have the coronation of Charles II, the king who came back to take the throne after Cromwell's period of power. Before we get started, a big thank you to everyone who subscribes to my channel or watches these videos. I really appreciate your time. I hope you enjoy them. If you do, please do give it the thumbs up. If you comment below, I do answer to all of my comments um, because I appreciate the time you put in to, to make them. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please do that. Hit the bell so that you get notifications when I upload one of these videos. I'm also doing a virtual tour series at the moment, kicked off by the fact that we can't go anywhere. So let's go there virtually so you can get hold of all of those on my youtube channel as well but for now we've got some history to cover so let's get started in the early hours of the 21st of april 1509 henry VII died at richmond palace henry VII was the first of the tudor monarchs so he established if you like the tudor dynasty he was succeeded to the throne by his son henry VIII. henry was not the uh, original heir to the throne, that had fallen to his elder brother Arthur who had died seven years prior to their father. Their mother, Elizabeth of York, Henry VII's wife, had died in childbirth the following year after Arthur. And so Henry VII had lived without his wife for six years um, and they were very close. He had mourned her loss severely. Henry is buried alongside his wife at Westminster Abbey in what is known as the Henry VII Chapel. Um, and it's very different architecturally uh, in its style to the rest of Westminster Abbey. And I will put a link in the show notes to a video that I've done looking around Westminster and, it, and I show you the, the very stark difference in the architecture. Interestingly, Henry is the first person to have been buried at Westminster in a vault as opposed to in the tomb chest that you see above ground. There were multiple designs put forward, but Henry VIII, his successor and son, chose one in the Renaissance style by an Italian sculptor called Pietro Torrigiano. There is an effigy of Henry VII, very lifelike, so likely to be his death mask, in the Abbey collection, which you can see uh, if you visit the Abbey. Henry VII was the first of the Tudor monarchs, having beaten Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth in 1485. 
Now the Tudor claim to the throne was tenuous, but that has not stopped them enduring in our collective conscious and being, a, I mean, they are a very, very interesting dynasty to study, uh, to follow in the footsteps of, and they had a huge impact on the country and our landscape, especially, of course, Henry VII's successor, his son, Henry VIII. Henry VII's death was kept secret for as long as possible to allow the mechanism of a change in governance to occur. So, of course, the death of Henry VII also marks the ascension to the throne of Henry VIII. Henry VIII was 18 when he came to the throne and his there was a promise of freshness and a, a new era. His father, Henry VII, had been a ruthless administrator and ruthless um, to the point of fining people for made-up things. Um, and he had left the coffers in a very good state, but his methods had been unpopular. So Henry VIII coming to the throne was a time of hope. Now, Henry VIII being such a larger-than-life figure in history and his impact being so great means that I think uh, we can sometimes lose Henry VII uh, between him winning the Battle of Bosworth and uh, and him dying. But there is a fabulous book, you know I love to recommend books. Um, this is Thomas Penn, uh, The Winter King, The Dawn of Tudor England and I would thoroughly recommend um, reading that. You can also, uh, I think if you um, search on YouTube, you can probably find the TV series that went with this. If I find it, I will put it in the show notes, but seriously recommend that book to get some context around the reign of Henry VII. So what had become, what had come immediately before the reign of Henry VIII, why Henry VIII was, uh, the, you know, it was so welcomed onto the throne and why it was seen as the dawn of a new era. So Henry VIII came to the throne on the death of his father, so became king um, on the 21st of April 1509 uh, and he didn't have his coronation though until June of the same year. Henry VII was 52 years old at the time of his death and is believed to have died of tuberculosis. On the 23rd of April 1616, William Shakespeare died at his house at New Place in Stratford-upon-Avon. Many believe this to be a nice neat date and coincide with the date that he was born uh, 52 years earlier in 1564. But indeed, the date for Shakespeare's birth is not definite. What we do know is that he was baptised on the 26th of April 1564 at Holy Trinity Church in Stratford, where he is also buried. It was customary for babies to be christened on the next Holy Day or Sunday after their birth. We're fortunate that Holy Trinity Church had begun to systematically record baptisms um, just before William's birth and so we have the record of his baptism there in 1564. We also have the record of the baptisms of his children. It's also widely accepted that Shakespeare was born at what is now known as Shakespeare's birthplace on Henley Street in Stratford. Shakespeare, as you will probably know, was married to a lady called Anne Hathaway and they had three children, a daughter called Susanna and twins Hamnet and Judith. William Shakespeare died at his house in uh, Stratford. It was called New Place. It was the second largest house in Stratford and he'd purchased it in 1597 for the 
price of £120. It was quite a substantial house, you can imagine if it's the second largest in Stratford. Um, and I have a photograph here that I took uh, of a house in Ledbury that I believe gives you an idea of what the house, uh, what new Shakespeare's new place could have looked like. Shakespeare had bought it in 1597, he died in 1616 and he had lived there during that time. It's believed that he actually penned the Tempest there. So Shakespeare had become a very wealthy man by the time he bought New Place, of course, uh, as you can tell from the, the size of the property. Now he had made his money mainly from being a shareholder in theatres and playgroups. So as a writer, he wouldn't have earned that much money, but as a shareholder, he would have taken a percentage of the profits of the theatre or the playgroup that he was uh, a shareholder of, and that is how he made most of his wealth. Shakespeare's new place unfortunately was demolished in 1759 by the owner at the time, Reverend Francis Gastrell. If you're lucky enough to be able to visit Stratford-upon-Avon, you can get Shakespeare's life story in one very small place. You can walk between his birthplace and his grave at Holy Trinity Church. If you do that, you will walk past where New Place stood. You will walk past the grammar school where he received his education, which is also the guild hall where his father had resided as um, bailiff or mayor, might be a term you're more familiar with. It's a really beautiful place to go and visit. You have the River Avon um, winding its way through. That helps give the, the name actually to Stratford, uh, straight meaning to cross or a street and ford being a street or a, a crossable part of a river. So you have straight ford Stratford upon Avon because Avon is the name of the river. <laughs> So we can't be certain that William Shakespeare was born and died on exactly the same date, but we do know that he was born on or around the 23rd of April 1564 and died on the 23rd of April 1616 at the age of 52. On the 23rd of April 1661, Charles II was crowned at Westminster Abbey. He was our Restoration King. The monarchy had been dissolved uh, during the Commonwealth time under Oliver Cromwell. Charles I, Charles II's father, had been executed outside Banqueting House, um, and I talk about that in a previous episode. The Parliament, which declared that Charles II actually had been king from the time of the death of his father, Charles I, convened on the 25th of April, 1660. It's known as the Convention Parliament, so it first met on the 25th of April in 1660, and it was dissolved on the 29th of December in the same year. This parliament had no oath to the Commonwealth or to the monarchy. And on the 8th of May, 1660, it declared that Charles II had been monarch from the time that his father, Charles I, had been executed. If you'd like to know more about the execution of Charles I, which had happened on the 30th of January, 1649, then please take a look at this video in which I covered that. Thank you for watching this episode. <laughs>